Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Loud and Proud podcast. A lot of teams were crowned champions on this weekend. I'm going to get them through all that and more. We're going to look to that big game in the senior semi final tomorrow between the Newtown Blues and Dave Martin. But first, here's Oasis. So, yeah, what do we have? We have one, two, three, four, five, six teams were crowned champions over the weekend across all grades, ages, and sexes. We had uh, the Geraldine's ladies making a three in a row. I'm going to go into depth in that game. We had Cooley um, defeated by the Blues in the final of both in the clans. A bad day for them. They were beaten by the Blues in the under-15s. Court and Rays are t- for the final against the Feckins. And then Glenn Emmett's do the business against John Mitchells. And then Geraldine's picked up the ladies and the under-15 title over the weekend as well. So a crowning weekend for all those teams. And I suppose, where do you start? We'll we, we, we get into it with the under-15s. And the standard is quite good, uh, it must be said, for someone coming in and looking at it with fresh eyes... Um, on proceedings, I, 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 I had the luxury of having laid under 15 coach Sean McCann with me uh, from the Gales. He he talked to me about that and the work they're doing for that Geraldine's Mocktas Brides game. And uh, Jimmy Murray, he's with the under 14s in that Blues Cooley Kickhams game. And he's able to, provo- they were both able to provide the insight into the work that's going on, how they're looking at players, how they're, how they're working with panels, how they're playing um, teams during the week. Uh, I think they're playing. They're both playing leash during the week, and uh, with with the kids in the midterm, and it's just this great talent there. And like it's a familiar fabric. There's there's lads with fathers and mothers and uh, brothers on the team, and just lads giving everything and valiant losers as well. And just the honesty of effort. Now the wind kind of does make a bit of a hindrance on these uh, these games for the young fellas to have to kind of assess the situation. And uh, when you're when you're young and you're really inexperienced and in a big day, it's it's hard to manage that kind of emotion of things. But they did well, and there were there were certainly good performances across the board. And um, obviously, the Sorhan brothers were excellent for the Geraldines, I have to say. But Keane Spade was man of the match. Two four, he finished with just a powerhouse round a bit of the field for the Geraldines. Michael Curley as well also impressed. Um, and then you've Phelan Joyce, younger brother Ruan, and he impressed also. Callum Bootman, I like to look at him. In the in uh, the backline for the Geraldines, but on the other side, Kyle McCarroll gets through an awful lot of work inside the half. Um, Shane Lennon, younger brother Craig, will be playing at the senior final in a couple of weeks from the Moctis. He was very lively. Aaron Donnelly, he was quite good. Um, Daniel Craven, um, Roach Pedigree, Mickey Craven's son, he he was very handy in the middle of the field. Uh, Donald McCardle as well, so they they impressed as the Geraldines won that won that quite well in the end. It was a bit of a one sided game, and then on Sunday the Blues they looked to have a really really good batch of players to come through again. That under fifteen group were very very confident of of victory beforehand. McCurley did put it up to them. They have some fine players, some fine big men in their squads, like say Philip McCormack, Jason Brady. He was very good around the middle of the field. Niall Morgan and Emma Duffy. Um, a son of Joan Duffy's, um, sorry, Joan McCarraher. So he's that McCarraher lineage. lineage. Um, he, was, he was very impressive. And then speaking of lineage, he had a lot of Nugents um, on show. You had uh, Ryan Nugent come into the t- team with 20 on his back. He finished with 1-4. Um, Conor McCreese, probably the best player, one of the best players on the field, just behind Jack O'Healy. 
Um, but Finn Nugent, he came off the bench as well. He was outstanding as well, only coming on off the bench. And it was just, it was a whirlwind performance by the New Ten Blues. They have loads of power, loads of big, big size physicality, but they have lads that can move with the ball and very good in possession. Um, I mentioned McCreesta, I mentioned Jack O'Healy, who's man of the match on the day. The two Brannigans were quite good as well. And Jacob Malecki, and the big, big full forward there, and then the half back, and uh, Paddy Price was left half. He got two goals when he moved up to the forwards. So, really good, good high standard of skills and chip lifts and composed in possession and not lashing the ball away or trying to find a man um, off the shoulder stuff. Very good tackling, very good defending. Daniel McCardle and Sean Thornton, two full backs. Thornton was very impressive. Like, he, he obviously used more work there of the two um, full backs because clearly were under pressure. Um, and then the two goalies were, were two Dans were, were our goalies for the loud on the 14s so it just shows the quality across the board two um, two teams back on the 15 teams backed up by Strong on the 14s and the standard is quite good hopefully they can be pushed on and developed because there's physicality there there's skill there and show um, so it'll be interesting to see how they develop and it's great when you get a look at these younger players and then make more uh, you have a more closer eye in the sense of what's to come um, down the line because they, they'll certainly look to push into you know, the airlines could do with a couple of forwards and then the Blues could add look to add and freshen up their team but obviously a couple of years down the line but it's just it's just interesting to know what has been done behind the scenes in these in these good clubs then on Saturday we had uh, the Glen Emmys to get over the line and you've probably heard all about it now by the videos and I have um, a reaction podcast dealing with uh, well not dealing with but talking about the game reaction from Keith Boyle and he's come home from Australia this year devastating effect Raymond Lamb manager this year took over uh, talked about how he, the the difference of business and working working in the village and over the football team the pressures that bring Conor Grimes emotionally talks about 2012 and not being there for the last final um, and just being the captain on the day and then winning with his brother as well for the first time then I met Keelan O'Neill and Sam Kenny Keelan obviously the hat-trick hero he talks about the three goals and maybe a set work routine Sam Kenny the job of Mark and John Gallagher that was talked about all week so it's great to get it. you know the boys are full of adrenaline and they're, they're full of they're on a natural high and it's great to be around lads like that and to give great insight to that so it's a great podcast if you're from Tully Allen if you know any from Tully Allen maybe um, give them a shout because they, they'll really really enjoy it and then uh, they were just full value the goals took the sting out of the game the Mitchells need the early goals didn't get them and it was Keelan O'Neill who was devastating when they did get it back to 2-6 to 1-6 uh, Garrett Kane with the goal um, Gallagher got all the other scores 7 points it was 1-8 three, 3 7 to 1-8 yeah and Gallagher got uh, the 7 points and came at 1-1 but um, Keelan O'Neill did get the goal straight after the, the second half war break just to kill the game as a contest so that that's just the way it ended and then I was bounced straight back up into intermediate, but the Mitchells won't be far away next season. That's going to be tasty already next year, with uh, the Finn bars dropping down into that grade as well. Um, and then today, in the clans, um, it, it was a slow burner. Now, to be honest, kind of felt that the game, it, it, two teams were very cerebral about things. They were thinking about it, or overthinking it, or they were crazy. They were feeling themselves out. Kind of Hockney gets the early goals to settle the seconds. Cooley come back into it but just not enough and then Niall Devlin on the way to picking up his man of the match award gets two points at the start of the second half to extend the lead Cooley pull it back and actually roar into the game with four points in a row to bring it to a one point game they eventually level 
through Michael Rafferty, but they just couldn't hang on through the brilliance of Ryan Walsh and all those experienced heads combining to set up Ron Holcroft with the winning point um, and then Brian Devlin hits the post but it falls to substitute Harry Hockney so he gets a point as well along with the brother getting the goal and they just got over the line the Feckins and that was that's mainly what it, the objective was at the start of the year I'll have the reaction podcast to that that'll be out later on probably shortly after this where I catch up with Eugene Judge he talks about that work with, with myself and Colin uh, Colin Corrigan and he talks about just being there for four years about what's the future and he uh, he finishes on the end I, I asked him specifically about Ryan Walsh what he can bring what what's the future hold for for that young fella um, talk David Collier about the, the struggles he had to get back fit and to get in there and Paul, Paul Matthews has a chat with me after the game as well and he, he states and he talks about how, what I asked him what was the difference this year and he, he lets me know in uh, no uncertain terms and it was just um, you know I'll actually let you listen and then I caught up as well with um, Brian Devlin old uh, teammate of mine uh, in the schools and that and Brian has uh, it's really nice actually he's really you know the way you have brothers and you have sibling rivalry and that, and that completely went out the window he's absolutely thrilled for his brother Niall getting the man of the match award um, there was no kind of yeah, it was just it was it was it's a refreshing interview. It was really nice to hear it as well. So the Feckins win and they carry on. But then earlier on in the day, uh, the Kilkerly Emmets they won the ladies. They beat the Glen Martins in in the intermediate final in Town and then the Geraldines they continued their domination with a three in a row. They were uh, they were full value for it. It it, it was a case of experience and know-how against a team that have just come up they, they won it I think they won the Intermediate in 2018 the, the Falcons, but this was their first senior final and that showed the, the Geraldines just used their, their um, that experience to manage the the tenth occasion better on the day to be honest Zoe McGahan's goal in the final quarter was kind of a cushion that they probably didn't even really need the Geraldines because they were very comfortable um, they went in 5-2 ahead at half time McGann getting the point Rebecca Carr found the range as well she got a couple of frees um, and I think it was um, Emma Garland she, she got a point in both halves as well but then it was in that third quarter that really pulled away uh, Holly Lamb Sally w- was fairly good in the corner back and they just held their opponent's Irish hand at full back as well just just he- kept the feckin' scoreless and they needed that kind of championship quarter to have a good quarter to come out and and do rightly and, and just kept them scores and then Carr and Emma Garland added to their tallies and uh, to be fair well, well that, that put a 7-2 before the goal came after the second half water break and to be fair to the Feckins they hit three in a row to, to kind of bit of a rally at the end and put a bit of a loss on the um, on the scoreline uh, Sarah Moore and uh, another county player Kieran Olin she got up the field and they found the target um, but they'll come again Obviously, they were better than what they showed. Um, but congratulations to the Geraldines ladies. They're missing a few players out there. They have a whole load of young young players there that have come into the setup this season, despite having been there three in a row. So a little bit of inexperience in that experience bunch. I was talking to Paula Han, and she was letting me know all this at the under fifteen B final. So. Um, she'll be more than happy with that win um, great weekend for the Geraldine Rebecca Carr picked up the Lady of the Match award and Captain Keir O'Connor was on hand to pick up and lift the new trophies a new trophy presented by Liam O'Neill and there's no name on it just yet either 
So, um, yeah, congratulations to them. Congratulations to all those teams, all those six teams. Great weekend of football. And still more to come. There's that big game tomorrow. Newtown Blues and Dave Martin. I um, made a big call with James Peach California to go back and listen to that full preview. Obviously, the terms of, of engagement have slightly changed in that that game was delayed. COVID issues, a couple of players out with COVID in the Blues camp. Should be fully recovered. I presume everyone's going to be back fit. Um, and ready and able to play and uh, maybe there might be a slight effect we'll only know that tomorrow at um at throw in time whether they're re- ready to go or not um it, it's a funny one i still think the the martins are further ahead much more further ahead and the blues are a wee bit off and uh, will it be will that margin be extended now because of the the, the break or will it be narrowed Maybe the Blues got extra training in and worked on things, but then obviously the Martins would have got extra training also. It, it makes for a fascinating contest, um, really, to see can the Martins slay that kind of weight that's on their shoulders, that has been on their shoulders. Um, in Dunleer, it's good. It, it, it's more or less a home game now for the Martins. They just, they just play in that venue so often. They're so used to it. Um, but it, it's, it's strange because... You would probably say in form the Blues are going into it as underdogs, which is crazy considering the one-sidedness of that fixture down the years. And but I think the Martins will get that monkey off the backs and face the Moctis in this year's Loud Senior Final, which hasn't been fixed yet. But I presume it'll be the seventh of November. Um, so looking forward to a lot of updates as usual. So as I said, thanks very much for tuning in. I will have I have the Feckins and Glen Emmett's and reactionary podcast on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n a lot of people ask me at the game how do you spell it and what do you do and where do you go and so it's great to actually get the feedback and i mentioned that before and hearing all the support um out there so i can only say thanks very much for listening thanks very much for tuning in i will chat to you tomorrow i'll chat to you during the week of red stars get them in and we'll be previewing hopefully a senior final um, on the Loud and Proud podcast. Bye-bye. Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.